Hello, and welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm your host, Karen Livingston, Deputy Editor. And I'm Charles Kaufman, Senior Editor. And I'm Jeff Lee, Deputy Editor of Cargo Facts. To those of you tuning in, thank you for joining us. The three of us are working together out of the same office today, and that sets the theme for the week to come as next week, We'll be presenting our first live CargoFax event since early 2020. Looking ahead to next week in Las Vegas, we've got a fantastic speaker lineup, and it looks like attendance will surpass what we've seen in recent years. That perhaps comes as no surprise, as there is so much to discuss. I'd like to start by asking both of you a different kind of question. What market-related question are you most hoping to see answered during the conference? Ooh, that's a good one. I have have many. Uh, I think at the top of my mind... You know, with 2022 somehow just around the corner, you know, for me, 2022 is is the end of the 747-8 production line. Uh, that's how I'm I'm looking at uh, 2022 right now. And we've been asking ourselves for years what comes next in terms of a production freighter. And you know what? We're getting there. Airbus and Boeing are now discussing new large wide body types based on the A350 and the 777X platforms. And... Next week, many of their potential customers for these aircraft will be in Vegas. And I, I expect that, um, you know, we'll hear from some of the top operators in this category of freighter about, uh, you know, what they're looking for in in this next aircraft. Um, and, you know, if we look at the, the current 777 production freighter, it's based on the 777-200, which is... Uh, about 10 meters or, or 30 feet shorter than the 777-300ER. And there are um, you know, similar variances with uh, the, the various A350s and uh, 777Xs that, that have been proposed. And so these decisions will impact payload and capacity and will ultimately shape fleet planning for years to come. Yeah, I mean, I think, like you, I think everyone else uh, will have plenty of questions for different segments of the market. And obviously with the 777, yes, and the A350, things are moving forward on that front. But equally exciting is the conversion side because we now know, of course, that three companies are intending to convert 777s into freighters. And it is exciting. And I'm excited to see that all three will be present in Las Vegas next week um, to join us. And I hope we can find out more on that front. When it comes to medium wide bodies, we're seeing a lot of interest in the A330. Um, we now know of two programs that will eventually convert A330s, while the 767 continues to garner orders in both production and converted forms. But speaking of that, Karen, you wrote a piece this week that looked at the interplay between freighter conversions and factory built freighters during the pandemic, didn't you? Yes, I did. And uh, while production freighters and converted freighters tend to serve different market needs and are selected based on uh, equipment utilization and payload or range requirements, the 767 conversion became more competitive as a result of the pandemic. So Tom Sanderson, uh, Director for Product Marketing with Boeing Commercial Airplanes, said during Wednesday's air cargo market and product briefing that uh, Boeing is seeing demand for the size category swing a little bit toward the conversion freighter side. So uh, there's certainly a lot happening in the wide body space. 
But what are some of the developments we should be watching for when it comes to the narrow body space? Watching for the, the narrow body space, uh, there's there has been so much uh, over the course of the, the past year. Uh, you know, we've really been covering the tremendous interest in in narrow body conversions. Just this week, uh, we had a piece from our associate editor, Regina Johnson, that looked at how the pandemic created the perfect storm for narrow body conversions, um, you know, on the demand side uh, with with e-commerce booming. We, we've seen demand for freighter lift uh, really surge uh, across um, all categories of, of aircraft and, and the NG or the, the 737 size category is, is really no exception there. You know, and, and this story in particular looks at, at how uh, the pandemic has, has really eased pricing pressure on, on 737 NG airframes and has made it easier for operators and, and lessors in that space to convert the air, to acquiring and convert the aircraft. And that's you know partially what's behind the, this surge in orders. Uh, another interesting story from this week looked at... Um, you know what, what's happening with the 737 classics that some of these uh, ng freighters are are replacing and while in the past we may have seen many of these end up in in storage or are, you know head into part out um you know we're, we're seeing most of them go off and, and join the fleets of other carriers um so uh this week there were a couple of stories out of the americas uh or a couple of transactions, I should say. Uh, Estefeta Cargo uh, is adding uh, one of the, the 737 classics and uh, Las Cargo is is in the process of doing so. And so looking ahead to the conference uh, next week, I do expect that we'll learn about some new operator agreements uh, with uh, the lessors who have ordered conversions on a, on a speculative basis. Um, and then Looking at the conversion houses and the OEMs that are involved in the programs, I, I do expect to to hear about conversion capacity increases for some of the other programs. Maybe not the seven thirty seven eight hundred, which um, you know has ramped up capacity quite significantly in recent weeks. But uh, for some of the other narrow bodies, perhaps the A three twenty one two hundred, or um, even back to the the medium wide bodies. Yeah, and so we'll obviously see most of the major players involved in the 737 Classic and 737NG space um, in Las Vegas next week, whether it be the conversion companies, the lessors or the operators. And as you were saying, we've already seen just how much activity there has been with um, 737NGs um, just this past week, three of our, three or four of our stories covering uh, 700s or 800s. But of course, at the same time, with A320 family freighters also ramping up, um, particularly when it comes to the A321, the narrow body market is just uh, going to be a fascinating one to observe. And I, I am looking forward to speaking with uh, many of these people face to face after having just, you know, talked to them via video for, for the past year and a half. Yeah, and while it's important to point out that most of our discussions will focus on on freighters and conversions, Karen, you're moderating a session that will look at uh, integrating alternatives to today's jet freighters into air cargo. Why are you pumped for this session? Well, it is exciting uh, because the VTOL operations and RPV or autonomous technologies are no longer hypothetical in this space. So the capability is here, and in recent months, we've seen airlines and express companies uh, starting to partner with some of the developers and invest in some of these technologies. So our panelists for this session 
Um, they're representing a wide range of emerging technologies engaged in many different types of cargo operations, including last and middle mile transport. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about potential applications for those technologies. So I think it's fair to say that we're all very much uh, excited and super looking forward to the symposium next week. Um, and to all of our readers and listeners, do come and, and say hello. It'd be lovely to catch up with all of you. Um, and finally, can I just say how nice it is to be physically sitting in front of you two here in Seattle. It is definitely great to uh, be back in the flesh. And I, I too look forward to uh, reconnecting with uh, familiar faces and, and meeting new ones next week in Vegas. Yes, uh, nice to be back here with, with both of you. And uh, nice to have another deputy editor on the podcast. So congratulations to Jeff for his recent promotion. But that is all the time we, we have for today. So to those of you listening, thanks for tuning in to this episode of CargoFax Connect. For more multimedia content like this, check out CargoFax.com and search CargoFax Connect on iTunes and Spotify. Join us again next time. 